Welcome to New Zombie, where our sponsors are fake, but our reporting is real. Apparently, financial elites are drinking blood and using baby's foreskin as a cosmetic cream. I don't know, to look less dead? Today's topic will focus on what I call the adrenochrome files. If you have a weak stomach, I strongly recommend watching this with caution. Now, a message from our sponsor. The following message isn't real. Please be advised. Thank you. Well, hello, Simpleton. I'm Josh, representing Blood for Profit, or simply put, BFP. For decades now, have you heard of people drinking blood behind closed doors? Yeah, we have a whole pop genre around blood-sucking vampires enjoying the act. So what's all the fuss? Here at Blood for Profit, we want to be able to kill the taboo of drinking blood in private. Corrupt scientists agree with us that blood is organic, blood is red, and boy does it taste good. That's why we're hosting Blood Fest, October 25th, a five-day public festival celebrating the supplemental liquid called blood. Why drink a variety of crafted beers when you could be drinking a metallic beverage fit for a lunatic? Can't make our festival? Let's bring the festival to you. That's right, head over to our website now so you can request your crafted pints today. With a click of a few buttons, you can get the pints you deserve less than 24 hours. We'll even throw in a free pamphlet for you to share with your neighbors, because an educated neighbor is an educated neighborhood. Well, thanks for tuning in. I have more blood to sell, and don't forget, stay thirsty. For those who are new to this channel, my name is Austin, and I like reporting on a myriad of topics. This channel is intended to be a long-form podcast, so if you're strapped for time, feel free to check out the timestamps in the description so you can pick up where you left off. Alright, let's get started. Part 1, Section 1 of PDF starts off with a letter written in German. Thanks to Google Translate, I was able to uncover some of the message. In short, somebody named Steffi is writing to someone named Dirk. A concerned Steffi reveals that they learned that children are being human trafficked to America for their adrenochrome and is afraid that someone will come for them. Dirk supposedly has some connection to Donald Trump and thinks that they will be able to stop the crime from continuing. Steffi also mentions a company called CYM. So let's pause for a second. What do you think of this? Moving forward, Section 2 outlines children's full names, age, blood type, custody mumps, adrenochrome quality, custody location, aka housing or detention, due to disposal dates, a yes or no if they committed suicide, what countries they originally came from, data quotas, and finally their inmate ID numbers. Is this getting more weird as I go on? Now Section 3 focuses on the raw adrenochrome that was produced from each housing or detention location. Now, Section 4 shows medical companies that are supposedly part of the process. We get to see how much it will cost for adrenochrome of a certain quality, and we also see the infamous CYM Corporation again, plus a depiction not sure how accurate, but of the chemical compound known as adrenochrome. Lastly, an address of CYM headquarters. Between you and I, I checked. The companies are real, and the headquarters happen to be located in Trump Plaza, and for deliveries... The location turned out to be a pediatric center. Hmm. Sounds a bit suspicious. Now here are some questions I had. Is adrenochrome real? Yes. Can you purchase it? Yes. But only for research purposes. And how do I know? Because I checked. Does it really help people rejuvenate themselves? I'm not 100% sure about that. Just yet. But on another note, 
and somewhat related, I do know that a company called Skin Medica produces foreskin fibroblasts that are used to grow and cultivate new cells. Thanks to Boston Magazine, according to this article, just one foreskin, which is baby penis skin, is said to be able to grow these cells for decades. But it's not just skin creams that use the ingredient. Foreskin fibroblasts are also used to help treat burn victims, help cover diabetic ulcers, and more. So what do you think about all this? Let me know. Now let's go over part two. Section one covers CYM's main detention center's disposal report. Section two outlines children's full name, their birth date, disposal date, their inmate number, and just as a quick thought, where or how does one look up inmate IDs? Is there a national registry of some sort? And are these names even their real names? Just a thought. Section 2 also mentions the United States Army Special Medical Corps, which is real. It also goes on to share the detention centers and the employees' military ranks. Having checked the ranks, yep, they're real too. However, I couldn't find some of them. Who knows? Maybe they're a secret. Dun dun dun. Moving forward, Section 3 covers CYM promotions. Now let's check out the job description for a warden. So, New York, Warden in Adrenochrome Harvesting Site, AHS, or Legal Counsel in Similar Ranks, or Technician in Similar Ranks, or Office Personnel in Similar Ranks, not included, CYM, Corp. Private Contractors, i.e. Nurses Undertakers. That's quite interesting. Wait, there's also more. It also name-drops someone named Hillary Noter and John Hallestad. Who are they, you ask? Well, get in line. I have no concrete evidence at this time. What I did find out is that Hillary's address turned out to be Presidio of Monterrey, a place for soldiers who are reporting to the Defense Language Institute, never heard of it, to temporarily live during phase four of their training and according to their site, for their first four weeks at Presidio, they will be restricted to post, living in the barracks and not allowed to wear civilian clothes or to operate a privately owned vehicle during that time. Sounds a little secretive, don't you think? And just a quick thought, maybe the adrenal chrome is for soldiers too, not just for the wealthy. Section 4 covers the employee's full name, service number, rank, which location they worked at, their birthdays, conduct, and organization number. Lastly, Section 5 covers an email exchange between Lucy and Legal's Department George C. Scouts discussing a burial site number 9 and how it needs to be covered see my hands all right thank you so much for watching the video i really appreciate your time your effort and i'm um, hopefully you do some research on your own if you find something let the community know comment below i'm rhyming today i'm a poet and i know it don't forget to like subscribe share follow tap the bell icon all that good stuff tell your friends your family your dog and uh yeah stick around there's some more material after this and i think you I enjoy it, so peace, love. So this is one of Oprah's favorites. She says it's a miracle fountain of youth and her magic wrinkle cure. So I'm gonna put a little on your hand. I do that, Oprah did yeah, it. Yeah, Oprah did it. All right, so here, we're gonna rub it right in. How come it's red? What's I'll show you in a sec, Steve. So this is made from growth hormones of human Look, horses. the wrinkles have just disappeared. <laughs> I can't even ball my hand up. But so, so it's made from human foreskin.
I'm sorry, Steve. You would have sat up here and squirted somebody's private part <laughs> in my damn hand. What you sorry. laughing at? I'm sorry. This your last time on the show. This your last time. Not coming up in here. You're sitting up in here. <laughs> you tell Oprah this what's on her face? She knows. She knows. She knows. There were a couple protesters about it because they are cells from baby foreskin. Oh, baby foreskin. That makes it better. Yeah, that's that's different. <laughs> I thought it was some grown ass man. <laughs> okay, does it work? So yes, human foreskin has actually been used in growth factors. It's, there's a lot of research on it. It's been shown to increase collagen production. It'll fill in all those lines and wrinkles. And Oprah looks great. Man, I ain't gonna be able to look at Oprah no more. <laughs> Let me say first off that this is a, a court of inquiry. It's not an adversarial court. It's a nonprofit educational event. And with enormous, enormous energy and intelligence, all of us have been brought together to try to bring out some of the aspects. Uh, so if I may, I, I have prepared an overview statement based on my work these many past weeks. And I want to just say that as a parent and as a patriot, I'm absolutely outraged by what we're allowing to happen to our children. Uh, this, I mean, humanity is judged on how you treat the weakest member uh, of, the, um, of the society. Let me say that although pedophilia, which says child love, has nothing to do with the abuse of children, uh, these children are not just kidnapped and in some cases bred by families as a cash crop. We have people in the United States of America that breed children in order to sell them. And when they are sold, they come without birth certificates, which means it's easier to kill them and have no one ask where they are. We're also importing children by the plane load. Again, children who have no documentation. It's not just child slavery or child sex abuse. It's also child torture because you have adrenalized blood. You, you have the, the whole blood drinking ceremony of the satanic world. It's also the uh, use of children for harvesting body organs. We'll have the Falun Gong uh, testimony tomorrow. Um, one of the reasons that the Falun Gong are so popular is because they're so healthy, uh, so that you can harvest their body organs uh, with, and, get, and get the very best. And then you have ritual ceremonies and ritual murder uh, as well as incidental murder. Um, but I know the system. I've been a spy all over the world. I have uh, created the Marine Corps Intelligence Command. Uh, I have trained um, intelligence and law enforcement representatives, over 8,000 of them from across 66 countries. They're all, without exception, good people trapped in a bad system. And one of the most wonderful things that this court could achieve, now that we've had Pizzagate, for example, which opened people's mind, is we could achieve a, an opening of the public mind and an absolute imperative from the public to governments, including the U.S. government, which I think is the center of gravity in, in so many ways. I have found in my research and preparation for this court and all of the work that will follow that most organizations that end up being um, used to prey on children Oxfam is a recent example, 
uh, all of the United Nations organizations, the Boy Scouts of America, all of the child services agencies across the United States of America, they did not start out as organizations to prey on children. But they attract pedophiles. And ultimately, pedophiles end up rising in the ranks and controlling those organizations so that an organization that initially started out in the service of children becomes an organization that is, in fact, hunting children. And one of our distinguished commissioners has written an absolutely wonderful book called Child Hunters, which I recommend to all of you um, as a brief on this. Now, it's my, not my working assumption, but uh, the, the working assumption yet to be proven that the totality of the children disappearing worldwide is toward 8 million people, toward 8 million children. In the United States of America, the acknowledged number, not counting the children being bred without birth certificates, not counting the children being imported without documentation is between 600 and 800,000 a year. Now imagine Africa and East Asia and all these other locations. I personally believe that the number we want to try to document is rising well beyond the official figures and we will we have yet to learn what the actual number is. Okay? The other working assumption is how long do these children survive? within this system. What I am hearing from the witnesses that I've talked to is two years. It may be longer, it may be four years, it may be six years, but by and large, these children are so abused. I mean, we're talking rapes by the hour and so forth, that they reach their expiration date uh, within two years. And then they're murdered with impunity or they're ritually murdered if that's what they've been bred for. So I think we need to document this. No one else has done this before in a systematic manner. This commission is rendering a signal service by seeking to do an overall view in the public interest. Um, this will be a massive, massive undertaking. And while the preliminary attempt is to do a six-month to nine-month uh, endeavor, uh, subject to funding availability and um, the availability of witnesses and also prisoners. There are a number of prisoners who can be debriefed, who when properly debriefed by specialists can really give a deeper understanding that has not been achieved by existing law enforcement and other agencies because they simply treat these people when they catch them, in those rare instances when they catch them, as disposable goods to be thrown into prison and, and forgotten about. And tomorrow we will have some expert testimony from one of our commissioners who can speak to this far, far uh, better than I. William Binney is my counterpart. He is for NSA what I am to CIA, which is to say he is saying, as I am saying, that we can delete 70% of our respective organizations and put the other 30% to work. But Binney is also the author of Thin Thread, which is a way of doing deep discovery in unstructured databases and the internet. And so he is prepared to actually help us do pedophilia tracking worldwide. And one of the things that the other technical commission, Stephen Arnold is very good at, is de-anonymizing the internet. This includes every image having a fingerprint. So you can take a, a, an image of a child being uh, abused and you can track that image. Uh, through the, the dark web. So there are resources that we can bring to bear in support of this commission's mission, 
My favorite technical commission is Arno Reuser from the Netherlands, who is a master librarian. He is so good that when the Dutch intelligence community realized it didn't know enough about the world, they recruited him to create the Open Source Intelligence Center for Dutch intelligence. And as with the endeavors that I helped create in the United States, and in fact for Scotland Yard, very quickly people found out that they could get 40 to 60% of what they knew very cheaply using open sources of information. That's not what government intelligence agencies do today. They want to spend as much money as possible in the riskiest way possible on the most expensive way possible. They're not actually there to do decision support or answer uh, questions. So I believe that Arno Reuser is capable of creating the world's first digital library on pedophilia. And this would be a multilingual library to include local dialects. And it would be a library that would then end up being what we call a magnet for walk-ins. We want to have a very professional ingestion system so that people can volunteer to provide expert witness to the thing, or they can volunteer to offer up their papers. There are a number of pedophiles now who are actually ready to turn over their, their diaries. All right, so I think we're actually doing something, something really, really huge. My final uh, comment, the center of gravity for taking down the deep state Pedophilia is both the induction glue. Pedophilia is how the deep state recruits and controls people. Uh, it is also the Achilles heel of the deep state. I believe that once the public realizes that the government is not protecting their children at a scale of vulnerability that we can articulate, then everything else about the government is called into question. All right? So for me... This is a truly righteous endeavor. And I will end by saying that as much good as it might do to get the British angry, for me, the center of gravity for change is the American public. Because if you can get the American public angry, we will stop supporting dictators overseas. We will close all of our military bases overseas. I am on record as a former CIA uh, operations officer is saying that our thousand bases overseas are not there for national defense. They're there to serve as lily pads for the smuggling of guns, gold, cash, drugs, and small children. So let me say I am proud to be in your company, and I believe that no matter what we do or do not do, it is going to make a difference. God bless you.